Hello and welcome to Sex, Psychics and Psychedelics, Discovering Inner Liberation. My name is Banana Jane Garnett. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, a lover of freedom and a relentless explorer of the mind. Please come join me on my journey in hot pursuit of inner illumination and liberation. For more about me, you can find me at the Banana Jane on Instagram. Now let's dive in. Today, I speak with Caitlin Thompson, who is a scientist and a senior practitioner and researcher of the frog medicine combo. We talk about Caitlin's healing journey through her autoimmune disorder, how Cambo has changed her life and many others, the new wave in microdosing Cambo, and the future of this very potent medicine. Welcome, Caitlin. Good morning. Caitlin, hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Let me just um, double check that my, I have the right microphone. Okay. How's the sound quality? It sounds pretty good. I mean, raspy, but I think that's your sexy raspy <laughs> voice. <laughs> I think it's my voice singing too many Cambo songs lately. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot yeah. that singing is a key part of your job. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, coming from the tropics into the dry climate and then doing a bunch of singing for the first time in a long time. My voice is like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, um, I can't tell you that I'm, I'm not going to ask you to talk today, but I do invite, <laughs> you, I invite you to take it easy on your voice, whatever that means to you. Oh, um, no worries. <laughs> um, so I first uh, encountered you when I was at a uh, psychedelics conference in LA and you were on stage and you're a young woman now, but you were even younger then, believe <laughs> it or not. And um, I was so impressed. It was such like a, you know, such beautiful energy and, and so much good information. I mean, uh, I was just so impressed at this very young woman telling such both, you know, with such a lot of kind of good uh factual information and also such a kind of vulnerable personal story putting it all together standing up mm. and, and presenting and so that's why I tracked you down to to do some personal work with you because um I wanted to get to know you more and I wanted to get to know more about the frog and I still want to know more because uh I feel like gosh it's such a such an unknown world so um yeah I mean why don't we start? I feel like before we get into kind of the juicier questions, I'd love to just get a bit about your kind of more academic background and then how you encountered, uh, then your story of how you encountered this medicine. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my back, my formal education is in neurobiology. And, um, you know, as I, I shared in my story at the the LAPS conference that you mentioned, um, the earlier years of my life <clears throat> were really riddled with chronic uh, illness. I mean, there's a whole bunch of words that you could use to describe these different sort of symptoms and imbalances. You know, someone might call it Lyme disease and chronic fatigue and PTSD and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or gut dysbiosis, food sensitivities, uh, ankylosing spondylitis, interstitial cystitis, all sorts of terms. But really, um, I was just not well. And, and I had this autoimmune uh, sort of dysfunction happening in a bunch of different tissues that were affecting me really dramatically. And 
it was actually psychedelics that that kind of initiated this um, healing process for me. And that ultimately was an important part of leading me to Cambo. Now, like Cambo is not a psychedelic substance. It's not hallucinogenic, but um, it is used uh, sort of traditionally amongst the this, this tribes that do practice with ayahuasca, which is a psychedelic. And so that's kind of naturally where the path led me was um, to exploring all sorts of really interesting traditional indigenous medicines. And um, I actually had heard about Cambo um, years before I ever sat with it. I heard about it in Peru and Iquitos when I was there at an ayahuasca center. And when I first heard about it, I thought, well, that sounds absolutely crazy. Why would anyone? So yeah, do what did that? what did you hear? Because I'm realizing we need to get grounded as well in, in what Cambo actually is. Because of course there's, <laughs> there's an assumption sometimes that, that people have heard of these things. So so tell me, yeah, tell me about how you first heard of it and then what you know of it now. Yeah. Um, you know, some guy was just kind of describing this practice that the natives do where they take this frog poison and um, they put it in burns in their skin and <laughs> it feels like you're dying and you vomit and it goes on for 30, 40 minutes. And they were, they were describing it as when you uh. do it three times, you get this like permanent sort of um, immunity to things. And um and I thought, well, that sounds incredibly dangerous and stupid. Why would anyone do that? And it never occurred to me that there were actually like like Westerners that were participating in that type of thing. It sounded like some obscure ceremony that no one in their right mind would ever do. And I do remember coming back from that trip and um, remembering that weird frog thing that they had described. And I actually Googled it and I found some studies on the peptides in the secretion. And I thought, well, that's fascinating. There's actually like some real stuff in there. Um, what do peptides do? What, what was exciting to you about the idea of peptides? Yeah. At the, at the time that I looked into this, um, I didn't really understand the magnitude of how amazing the peptides in Cambo actually are. Uh, so I was barely just scratching the surface and really I had just seen like, okay, someone has actually looked into this scientifically and it, it seems that there is something um, actually tangible from this secretion that that they use in this ritual. Mm. So then I didn't really think much of it um, for years. Hold and- on, I'm sorry. I'm still not satisfied on the peptides thing. Just give me like a little, <laughs> it's yeah. a little clue into like what what are the potential health benefits? I'm assuming it's health benefits. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I can dive in much deeper to the peptides. Yeah. So, um, but I'll give you a little, yeah, a little you don't taste have to now. go super deep, but yeah, a taste would be good. Yeah. So, so peptides are basically like tiny little proteins. They're, they're little chains of amino acids mm. and Cambo is full of these amazing peptide compounds. And a lot of them have actually been scientifically studied and they have, really potent antimicrobial, anti-cancerous, uh, anti-inflammatory and immune modulating effects. They change, um, blood pressure and, and, uh, vasoconstriction and dilation. They affect, um, the secretion of gastric juices and smooth muscle contraction in the intestines. They affect, uh, secretion of 
hormones and the, the entire endocrine system and the stress response and the pituitary adrenal axis. Mm. So they are quite fascinating. So and we like the them. Yeah, we want them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these particular ones, I mean, there are such things as, you know, peptides in toxins and, and venoms in, uh. you know, scorpions and snakes, things like that. Um, but in the frog, they seem to be uh, so far pretty non-toxic, which is, you know, counterintuitive to when mm. you call something a poison, right. you would think that this is actually um, a healthy thing for you to put into your body. But uh, these peptides, they actually are a lot less toxic when you compare them to things like conventional antibiotics that could be used against bacterial infections. So they're quite amazing. And there's hundreds of them in this, this frog sweat. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's, it's sweat. It's funny. I was talking to my daughter about it this morning. I'm like, I think that they get the stuff out by milking the toads. And she's like, do toads have milk? And I'm like, I don't think that they have milk, but now you're saying sweat. Interesting. So yeah. it's, it's not venom or milk, it's sweat. So venom is when like um, you use like a fang or a stinger to inject uh, like a poisonous substance. Right. But the, the frog, it's actually, they have these glands that secrete the substance and then they they wipe it all over their body. Um, one, this deters predators from eating them. And two, it actually keeps them from getting these like weird infections, these fungal infections or bacterial infections. So they almost use it as like a, a sunscreen to rub all over their body so that they don't get sick. Genius. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so okay, yeah, wow. they use Thank it for you. their that defense. Was really that was really, that was really good. I I love that amount of information. Yeah. That was perfect. Um, okay. So, so we're going back to your story. You thought it was nuts and then you thought it was interesting. Right. Then I didn't think much of it. Yeah. Went, went on the next several years of my life. And then a, a good friend of mine, um, who's actually now, you know, one of the, the most prominent practitioners in the world, um, he, he came he's like, man, I've been really, you know, getting deep into this frog medicine lately. And I'm like frog medicine. And, and then I asked him about it and he started sharing with me kind of the, the deeper work that he was doing with this Cambo. And he was the first person to actually describe it to me in a way that was appealing. <laughs> like, mm. like where I actually thought like, oh, there, there is benefit to this. Cause before it just sounded like some awful superstitious thing. Yeah. And to hear that this person that I was close to was actually, um, you know, really getting a lot of spiritual growth out of the experience. I was like, okay, yeah. Can you take me with you the next time you go? And he's like, yeah. So I went and, and did my first ceremony and, um, it was more profound than I had expected it to be. I really didn't have any expectation or, or really knowledge of what I was getting myself into. And um, I think in that moment of that ceremony, that was really the beginning of an acceleration of a healing process because sometimes we don't realize how sick we are until we start to get better. Yeah. And I felt like I kind of got tricked into realizing how sick I had been most of my life, um, by having a glimpse into a pain-free existence for, you know, just a few days even. And, um, there was a lot of deep 
uh, spiritual work that happened, you know, in addition to the medicinal effects of the peptides killing things like Lyme bacteria or viruses or um, reducing the inflammation and modulating your pain response, that's all amazing. But there was a, a deeper part of it that the Cambo really got to, which was sort of the energetic infections of ancestral trauma. And- oh, yes, I, I want to just slow down with that for a minute. Okay. And say it again, because it's I think it's really important that energetic infections of generational trauma. Yeah. Yes, 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 and yes. A hundred percent. And it's the stuff, I mean, that is hard shit to see, right? It's invisible. Yeah. It's actually invisible. It's yeah. so sort of deep inside us that we we really are not are not aware of it until we get some quite, I think, quite radical new angle. And I think that's one of the reasons psychedelics are so sort of prominent right now is because we need radical new, new angles. And, you know, I'm not saying they're for everyone, you know, this is, these are particular kind of paths for particular kinds of people. I mean, I, I can totally relate because I sort of, I feel in some ways I got tricked into various kinds of healing journeys. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. And it's really a hard thing to quantify. It's a hard thing to talk about without sounding woo-woo, and which is one of the reasons I appreciate your sort of more grounded and, and scientific background. But um, but yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Is there, is there some example you can give from your own life? Um, yeah, I mean, in that ceremony specifically, I kind of identified that like in my physical being, there was this um, this energetic, like I said, infection that had been propagated through lineage of my family, and it wasn't mine. And it was this foreign energy that I think a part of me knew didn't belong to me, and yet my my energetic body was trying to get rid of this thing that was identified as foreign and was it was it are you talking about emotion like a depression or a particular anxiety or I think it's it's more vague than that it's it's more of an energy like um the the details of what it is have been stripped away through Mm. through generations and what's left is really the essence of Mm. the feeling which is it's something that's not in resonance with the rest of me as a a vibrational organism yeah um and I, you know, I've, I've struggled with this autoimmunity, which is where your immune system attacks your own tissue. I mean, it's kind of very poetic, actually, when you think about what the immune system is, it's the body deciding what is the self and what is the other. And um, when we have these autoimmune conditions where we are attacking ourselves, I mean, think about what that really says about our relationship to ourself. So yeah, um, let's slow down with that. So let me see if I've got this. So what it what it might mean to me is that that we otherize ourselves and we um we're deficient in self-love and maybe not even that we're deficient in self-love, but we might also be active in self-hate or in self-disregard pushing ourselves away. Absolutely. I mean, that's certainly my opinion. Yeah, no, that's incredibly deep. And I, gosh, yeah, what a great topic. Um, And how amazing. Yeah, I think sort of this, there's all this talk about self-love. It's certainly, it's certainly current. I mean, at least 
probably more in your, your and I kind of circles. Um, I did meet a woman the other day. I said, I'm writing a book. And um, I said, it's a, it's a self-love romance. And she thought it was a book about masturbation. Um, so I was like, oh, I guess, I guess that, I mean, not that I have any, any problem with a book about masturbation. That could be awesome, but it's not actually the topic. I'm talking right. more, more in these kind of energetic terms. And, and actually this sort of journey of understanding of kind of, it's like I, so much of my psychedelic path has actually been waking up to, yeah, these really kind of shadowy parts of, of self and the parts of me that have been really like, um, gosh, I mean, with, with a boga, I mean, it didn't mean to go there, but I, what it woke me up to is this part that did not want to be around. And I had always identified as a positive person, you know, always put my best face on and, and move forwards. And, and, but uh, I got to see how this sort of this way I'd been kind of like secretly at odds with myself, you know, and the, this part that just wanted to just not even be here. And then there's a part that does want to be here. And, and yeah, it's like, how do you get the parts of self on the same team? Or is it more about, it's probably a yes and, but I was going to say, is it more about just dissolving some negative shit that's been hanging around for a long time? Right. I, I mean, it's even then, if you have this, you know, negative shit, it's not um, cohesive with the, the rest of this integrated self that you have. And it's seen as this foreign other entity. And so, you know, mm. there's there's ways that we can um, accept and and find ways of peacefully harmonizing all the parts of ourself by witnessing the things that need to be witnessed within us or kind of expelling them. But the, the idea is to bring harmony and wholeness to all the facets of the self um, in order to make our immune systems happy. Right. Mm. Do you think with, uh, with autoimmune, cause we're talking about the sort of the in- intergenerational aspect of it. Um, so do you think that you kind of come in with it, come into um, this life with it? Or do you think it kind of, I, I mean, I'm, it must be accelerated through trauma um, yes. within this life, right? Yeah. So um, definitely there's science to suggest this. And also from my personal experience in working with hundreds of people with autoimmune conditions, um, trauma seems to be a pretty foundational element of yeah. what uh, sort of allows these conditions to propagate. Um, and we do see that there is a association with adverse childhood experiences, which are basically a way of quantifying trauma. And there are increased risks of being hospitalized or developing autoimmune conditions and other diseases like cancer or diabetes or or chronic illnesses in association with how many adverse childhood experiences you had. So there's definitely a relationship. And I mean, it's quite explainable in a scientific way. It it seems like a a large leap, oh, that emotional stuff could affect your immune system. But it's very, very mechanistically understandable from a scientific perspective also. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Okay. So I'm going to circle back to your your story. So you started working with the the medicine and you were noticing energetic changes sort of in your your psyche and your perspective and also changes in your body all at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I um so I did this first ceremony and 
it, it completely rattled my world. And I, yeah. you know, bulldozed my cottage to build a castle. Well, that that's something that tends to happen where Cambo can be completely disruptive. And it, oh, it's generally, interesting. Um, so, so yeah, so you, you see a lot of pe- like people change their lives pretty radically. Yeah, I, I call it like a, like a crisis medicine or ordeal yeah. medicine because it's people come to this medicine in times of transformation. Um, so people are always in this like a uh, period where things are changing and this just accelerates it, puts some rocket fuel underneath them a bit. Um, and it is, it's, it's generally wise to consider doing like a, a series to get the most sort of potency from what your intention is around doing in Cambo. So I did my, my three sessions over about a three month period. And in that three months, my entire life fell apart, but, um, I started to regain health and and clarity like I had never had before. And I accelerated my healing path on a physical and emotional level. So then I started self-administering um wow, and hardcore. yeah well you know i i just felt like okay i need more of this so so the friend that brought me to that ceremony he had started sort of working on other people we were both like getting really into this at the same time and then he, he helped me learn how to self-administer um and then you know people would ask me and they'd be like well can you do it for me and i'm like well i guess i can do it for friends too. So then I started working on friends here and there. And then people just kept asking me. And then I started working on other people. And next thing I knew, I like was, was a practitioner to some degree. And, um, I was like, I feel like I need like training, you know, like, I feel like I should probably do this right. So then I went, um, and did my training and certification with the IAKP, which is the International Association of Cambo Practitioners. And once I came back from that training, um, you know, I was way more competent and skilled as a practitioner. And as soon as I hit the ground running, like I, I returned from that training and the Cambo exploded and it never slowed down. And so for three and a half years, I was just serving a prolific amount of ceremonies, um, you know, probably about 350 sessions per year. Wow. And then I, uh, you know, wow, that's such a lot. Jesus. Yeah. And you didn't get burnt out. No, I did. That's why I moved away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, say, I was so burnt out. Yeah. So I, so then I went to, you know, Bali and I haven't really served much for the last year and a yeah. half. Then I came back to the U S just like a week ago and, um, in, you know, had two days to like relearn how to drive and get all my stuff out of storage. <laughs> and the first thing I did was go to Phoenix and do a Cambo marathon. I did 10 That's ceremonies. So interesting. It's like, welcome back to America. We're all sick. Let's go. It was like, it was like a faucet. (laughs) I just turned it, I just turned the faucet back on and it was just water running, waiting. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no end of, uh, of healing that needs to take place or or that, that is desired for sure. But um, what your story brings me back to kind of one of my kind of recurring questions about Cumbo. And it's a bit like, you know, surely what goes up must come down. So if, if Cumbo gives you this kind of rocket fuel, um, which it does, I think on a, you know, certainly when I've taken it, I've had like bursts of kind of 
totally different level energy afterwards. Um, and obviously, you know, you, you must have experienced that way more. And then you tell me, you know, you did like basically a ceremony a day of really hardcore healing for how many years was that? Oh, like three and a half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like really, that's an insane stint. So, and then you did burn out. So, so how does this work? Like, I'm just, my concern about Cambo is that we're somehow sort of pressing this override button on, and then it's going to burn out the adrenals because we're not, even though it's wonderful to have that much energy, we're not supposed to have it in a sustained way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and especially these full purgative sessions, um, they do take a bit out of you. I, I'm not necessarily condoning that people um, are having these intense purgative sessions on a regular basis, mm -hmm. especially if they're already healthy. Um, if you have a chronic illness mm -hmm. and you basically need the, the Cambo as a an antibiotic intervention, um, I think that's one of the best cases to argue for regular sustained use of it. And that certainly was necessary for me. But, you know, now that I'm very healthy and vibrant, mm. I don't use it a lot. And so you don't I, have pain anymore. I mean, I mean, I'm human. I have. Yeah, pain, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like headaches know? and toothaches. But you know what I mean? Like sort of daily ongoing. Yeah, I, I no longer identify mm. as being chronically ill. I don't have chronic fatigue. I don't have depression. Um, I don't really have joint pain. I'm able to eat foods that I used to not be able to eat. I don't have insomnia. Like a lot of my symptoms have mm. resolved. I'm mm. not, you know, completely um, finished with my, my healing process. I do sometimes relapse or take steps back or have new symptoms emerge. But for the most part, I'm highly functional now, whereas yeah. before I couldn't even hold a part-time job. Mm -hmm. Now I can run multiple businesses and work 15 hour days if I need to. Um, so my level of resilience is, is unlike any time it's ever been. And I owe a lot of that to Cambo and yeah. There's a certain point where I said, okay, I think that's enough. And I, I kind of don't use it a lot anymore. Mm. When I do use it, um, I've actually become a, a really big fan of microdosing it. And I, I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. I'm really curious. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I really believe that less is more. Yeah. And rather than having these extreme, you know, purgative experiences on a regular basis, um, I kind of just like top off with a, a very small, small dose of Cambo. So the way that I work with microdosing Cambo um, is it's done in a dry manner, which means that you don't reach a point where you are vomiting. You, so you're not drinking this one and a half to two liters of water. Yeah. Cause I'm just going to slow that down for a second for, for the people who have not tried Cambo, which is going to be most people from my personal experience. One of the hardest bits is you have to drink so much water beforehand in a short period of time and just drinking that much water just makes you feel so horrible I mean for me that's <laughs> just the worst you know um and also it's I think that paired with the psychology of just sort of knowing you're about to go through this massive purging experience is kind of not not a fun combo sorry back to you okay so you know no heavy drinking beforehand of water yeah, yeah yeah I mean um I mean it's ideal to still be fasted but it's it's not as imperative so mm. you've eaten within the last six hours it's kind of not a big deal because you're not going to be throwing up yeah um 
And I find it to be great. Like um, when I'm starting to, to slip back in my health a little bit, I'll put this just tiny little point on, um, you know, living in Bali, there's something called Bali belly that a lot of us get. And, you know, there's all sorts of different pathogens there and it's pretty common to get weird food poisoning or whatever, even just from the the tap water. And, um, countless times I've, um, just put a microdose on when I had Bali belly and it's fully resolved in a day. Um, wow. put it on other people who also have had Bali belly for two months straight. And, and I put the point on and they're fine the next day and they're completely clear. So what's the experience of having just that amount without doing it dry and like that? Do you have a experience? Do you feel nauseous? What happened? Um, so the, the, the goal is to kind of experience the sensations up until nausea. So it's just like that first sort of 30 seconds that you have in the Cambo experience Mm. where the heart starts to beat a little harder. Mm. You get the hot flushing sensation, maybe some tingling. You might even feel a little bit of like pressure in your head, Mm. but the idea is to not hit the point where you start feeling nauseous. Mm. Um, And if you do hit that point, then I, you know, I kind of like pull the, the cambo off and, and let it stabilize a bit. Um, and so it's really a fascinating experience because you do feel it. It's not like there's no perception of this thing in your system, but it's so gentle and so manageable that you can really kind of tap into the essence of the spirit of mm. the cambo and not be distracted by this massive physiological right right you know, by the drama discomfort. of the whole thing yeah no I, exactly. I'd really like to I'd really like to try it that way and what are you noticing in terms of results for I mean you told me about the barley belly but for uh do you feel like the results are less in the microdose I think it really depends on what the goal is. Um, I think having a full purgative dose is good for some people at certain times of their life, especially if you're going through these transitions and you do need to be rattled hard. I mean, they're disruptive and that's sometimes what we need is to take us and shake us so we get unstuck from our patterning, right? But sometimes we don't need that. Sometimes things are going well. Sometimes we're really grounded. Sometimes we just want to actually um, use the peptides and and we don't need to have this huge spiritual opening. So that's what I like about the microdosing approach is um, it's more of a, a meditation activity and slash or a peptide therapy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I've mostly used it as a peptide therapy when I feel like I'm having some sort of infection or that my um, adrenals and my stress response has kind of gotten off. I'll just use these microdoses as a bit of a reset um, or to actually uh, battle infectious organisms. I had Corona and I self-administered Cambo oh. and I, I, it was amazingly terminating for the, the, the symptoms. Um, not necessarily, you know, full disclosure. I'm not recommending that necessarily <laughs> anybody. I'm not a doctor. Cambo is not an FDA approved medicine. Yeah. But, um, it seems to work really well for a lot of things and also just staying connected to the spirit of Cambo. And as a practitioner, I want to stay connected to it, but I don't want to put myself through these like huge ordeal um, purgative ceremonies on a regular basis. Cause I don't need to, I've been there and I've done that and I've done my work with this medicine largely. 
what is the spirit of Cambo? Can you just speak to that? Well, once you kind of get through the distractions of this intense physical experience, you're able to kind of touch um, a deeper metaphysical space that this spirit likes to occupy and, and interact with you in. And it's it's a bit hard to describe because it's unlike any other thing. It's not psychedelic. It's not meditation. It's its, its own mind expansive door. Um, but what I can tell you is from working with this spirit, it is so incredibly kind. It is so pure of heart and its intentions are so clean and clear. And um, it definitely has its own agenda and it, it's doing something intentionally by interacting with all of us, by reaching out and calling all of us. But I'm okay with it because its intention really seems to be rooted in absolute love. And, yeah. So what's um, that? It's interesting. You said, you said an agenda. If we just follow that, cause it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is Cambo's agenda? Let's imagine ourselves, you know, into the eyes of the frog and what's the world that, 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 that creature wants to see that spirit wants to see. Yeah. I, I believe that the, the frog is somewhat of an ambassador of the forest of the earth really, and the, the natural realm. And, um, I think it's trying to help humans to help, everybody else to help the whole planet. And I think it sees that the fundamental sort of sickness and pain that we hold as individuals is collectively what's driving so much destruction in this world. And I, you know, the frog symbolically in a number of traditions and and certainly in Native American tradition is that the, it occupies these two different worlds, you know, the water and the land, but really the the earth and the spiritual realm. And I think it's here to bridge the gap and to help accelerate the human species healing process in order to salvage the rest of what this earth would like to preserve moving forward. So I think that's a bit of its agenda. I could be wrong. Um, but it feels like the, it's doing it in a very kind and authentic way through helping us reconnect to ourselves and ultimately to our planet. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, while we're on conservation um, and ecology, um, let's speak about this medicine and how it's preserved and are we in danger of exploiting the frog population or you know what's what's going on in that that department yeah currently um the the frogs are in really good standing there's plenty of them um the process of extracting the secretion in theory doesn't hurt harm them um of course that depends on the individual person that's harvesting and and how kind they are but it doesn't have to be um harmful or exploitative in any way it can be done in a sustainable way um habitat loss is the biggest threat to these frogs Mm -hmm. at this point and most of the medicine is harvested by the natives who really know that jungle and have a connection to that land and they don't want to exploit the frogs because they know they're an important part of the ecosystem. Now, that being said, um, you know, there's a potential for a similar issue that we see with like ayahuasca and iboga where 
more people are interested in these things, then there really is supply in these natural jungle habitats. So I suspect that eventually we could get to the point where if camo keeps becoming very popular in the West, um, we might run into sustainability issues. So, you know, that's part of my drive as a scientist is to explore the possibility and the idea of even creating a synthetic form of cambo that takes in multiple peptides rather than these isolated peptides um, and potentially creating an alternative option for people that maybe just want like the medical benefits of the peptides and aren't so concerned with the spirit or the essence of the frog. And, you know, there's no it's not wrong to just want the medicinal effects of peptides. Sure. It's just like with, with psilocybin um, therapy that that's being pushed through the FDA right now, that psilocybin doesn't come from a mushroom. It's not from a, a spirit of an organism. It's synthesized in a lab and you know what? It still helps people and that's okay. And that might actually be the most sustainable way to, to, deal with some of these medicines. I mean, mushrooms are easy to grow. So that's really not um, an issue of sustainability because they can be cultivated, but frogs are different. They're more complex organisms and they require very specific environments. They don't appear to do well in captivity or create the same cocktail of peptides in captivity. And they really do rely on being a connected part of their habitat in order to produce this medicine. So in a way, the Cambo is a collective combined effort of the entire interactions that you see in the jungle from the, the soil um, interacting with the plants that produce alkaloids that the bugs eat and that then these frogs eat. And because of you know the alkaloids in the bugs from them eating the plants, these frogs contain um, all these amazing ingredients that are derived from this interconnection from the jungle. Oh, that's such a great description. Thank you so much. I just had such a wonderful image as you were talking of this like incredibly potent kind of like green, like a collective green medicine, you know, that, mm, yeah. that could just kind of get piped into to our systems. I feel like that's that's so what we need to connect to because it is connection. And that's what you're describing, right? It's like the medicine of connection. And it's, it's interesting. I, I keep going back to that. You know, I've done so many different kind of healing explorations at this point um, and, and worked for quite a while as a therapist. And it always comes back to that. It always comes back to that. We need to connect, 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 connect with ourselves, connect with each other, connect with our environment, connect with the disenfranchised part parts you know it's it's the lack of connection that is like fucking us up every time yeah it really is the antidote to so much of our pain i believe yeah yeah um gosh okay so um this is going to seem like a ridiculous question because in a way everything about cambo is so surprising but uh do you have any have there been any sort of findings along the way that have been surprising like any any bizarre healing stories or anything come to mind on that front? Oh gosh, hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> the, my problem is remembering yeah. them all. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But I, you know, I have a couple of my, my favorites that I like to share and, um, 
And, you know, I also, I do wish that I had more long-term follow-up with people to really, you know, get the full picture. It Um, could be good to have a way to document it. Some kind of site where people can kind of, yeah, message board of some kind could be good. It, yeah, yeah that, that's definitely on the the agenda um, yeah. as we develop like more sophisticated clinical research and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, just a, a few examples. Uh, I had a woman who had Epstein-Barr virus who was pretty much like incapacitated to some extent, was really struggling to function and, and was missing a lot of days at work. And um, she actually flew from out of state to sit with me and she did two sessions back-to-back sessions um very small doses like one maybe two points and um when she she flew home and she's been in full remission since that cambo series over it's been over three and a half years and she's still vibrant and healthy and completely back to her old self Beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I've worked on people that haven't been able to have a natural bowel movement for years of their life and, and pretty much only use like, um, enemas in order to clear their bowels and they do one session and they start pooping on their own. Um, yeah, such a uh, fundamental thing, isn't it? To be able to do your own poo. I it's yeah. like so basic getting the waste um, out you know but but actually another I mean another basic thing I actually struggle with and I wonder if Cambo could help me with this is sleep mm. yeah any findings on the on Cambo sleep combo yeah I mean um sleep is a bit complex because I feel like it's sort of downstream of a lot of other things yeah. that are out of whack but yeah I mean, Cambo does uh, really work on vagal nerve tone and rebalancing that pituitary um, adrenal axis with the hypothalamus and just kind of resetting our autonomic nervous system, which a lot of insomnia, I think, is related to, um, you know, stress and cortisol imbalances Mm -hmm. and adrenal imbalances um, and also inflammation. Yeah. So Kembo is definitely good at addressing all of those things sort of tangentially. Um, And, you know, people sometimes sleep really well after Kembo. Um, I actually am sometimes a bit like jittery after Kembo. Uh, So it really depends on the person and kind of what's shifting on a chemical and energetic level. Yeah. Yeah. Back to everything being so interconnected. It's quite hard to to isolate, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so so what we'll do is um, I'd like to to close with two more questions. One is um, the greatest challenge for you working with Combo. Mm, my greatest challenge. Um, one of the beautiful things about Combo is it's actually been pretty organic and and flowy. Um, honestly, the biggest challenge has been the the frog is my boss. It kicks <laughs> my ass. Like. Um, you know, I feel like I made a deal with the devil or something. Like, I feel like I made this arrangement with this, this spirit that, you know, um, it promised to be my ally and to give me my health and to give me such, um, an amazing life in exchange for being its little puppet (laughs) and working for it. And I tell you what, the frog rides me hard. Like, um, it, it gives, it pushes me as hard as it can. And it makes me do as much work for it as I could possibly tolerate. Mm -hmm. But every time I kind of 
consciously say to it, I need you to back off a bit. I'm exhausted. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So, um, so it's it, actually teaching you, uh, to be your own advocate and to communicate clearly as well. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. fascinating. Like, like any rough boss, right. You can either go like go into victimization about it. Like, Oh, it's so hard. Or you can be like, fuck man, I've got to stand up for myself one way or another. And sometimes that means leaving, but uh, it doesn't sound like you're there yet. <laughs> or maybe never, maybe you I won't be I just needed a break. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's remarkable. It's like when I actually consciously communicate, hey, I need you to like chill out a bit. It really does. It's really interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm so blessed and grateful that it fills my life with opportunity and with work and Uh, chances to help people and and to move Cambo forward as something that can um, be more accessible. But yeah, it works me hard. Um, But it's, it's, it's all beautiful. And I would say that's just the biggest challenge is, um, you know, holding space for others in a very intense manner um, takes a lot of energy, but it's taught me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect the real work of, of holding space for people, especially when you're dealing with the, um, their very, you know, sort of profound core vulnerable issues. That's, mm. that's serious works, really serious yeah. and wonderful, really valuable work. So I actually just want to take this moment to say bravo and well done for all <laughs> of your hard work. I, I know you've Thank helped a lot you. of people. Um, and then we will um, close with your, I guess you, let's do like a, 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 a dream for you and a dream for, you know, the sort of the, the broader application of this medicine. And if it's one and the same, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit unattached to how things want to unfold, but I, I think the reality is, is that this is growing in popularity. It's um, super useful for conditions that people aren't getting the help that they need. And um, I think that the natural sort of progression is that like psychedelics, it's inevitable that Cambo is going to enter into mainstream culture to some degree. And my intention is to, um, to help sort of curate what way that is done because if it enters into mainstream in a reckless way or a way that's not presenting the story of what Cambo is and could be in an appropriate grounded way, um, it could actually result in a lot of backlash. It could potentially result in the substance becoming criminalized and and scheduled, which would be terrible. Um, So I think the, the vision that I would like to see for Cambo is to have it be integrated um, if it must be into the world in a way that is going to be sustainable, that's going to be full of integrity, that's going to be safe uh, and not radicalized. And like I mentioned earlier, perhaps that means that there is a future where there is some sort of synthetic version of Cambo created so that people can have the benefits of this experience without us putting pressure on this precious frog population. So that's kind of the vision that I have is is by pioneering the scientific research around Cambo and and bringing a grounded, um, balanced voice to what this substance really is and could be, I think will help preserve it in the long run. Well, lucky frog to have you as a, an advocate and a, and a teacher 
um, mm. and and a leader in this medicine. Um, thank you so much for your time. I I always learn so much from you. And uh, let me know if you're ever in LA. I'm I'm bad about driving, so I don't come to San Diego. But you know, I'll probably sooner be in Bali. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice thought. So I'm yeah, I'll look you up in Bali. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, my dear. Wonderful. Really Thank you, it. Jane. It was such a pleasure to reconnect with you. And um, if anyone wants to connect with me and ask any questions yes, or just get in Jane. touch, yeah. um, you can go to my website. It's medicinefrogcambo.com. That's K-A-M-B-O, Medicine Frog Cambo. You can reach out to me if you have a question. If you want to connect, then feel free. I'd be happy to, to chat with you all. Ah, thank you for making yourself available. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but that's awesome. Okay, <laughs> all right. Bye, dear. Thank you. Okay, take Have care. A great day. It really made me laugh. Uh, the idea that Caitlin had a frog for a boss. Oh, good stuff. Um, so, yeah, it just reminded me that as we learn to receive, we also learn to give. Caitlin's journey was of of receiving healing from the frog and now she must give back to the frog. All healing is relational. We cannot become more whole alone. Simple idea, but surprisingly hard to grasp sometimes. Sending out waves of connection and inviting you to come back for more. Thank you for listening.